What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Old School. Uh, September 3rd, we will get some answers. Because Notre Dame goes to Ohio State. So all the stuff we talk about, we will get some answers. Absolutely. But here's the schedule. Marshall, Cal, BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Navy, Boston College. You scared of any of that? You ain't scared of scared any of that. Scared Ohio State. You scared of any of that. So that's that. <laughs> if they beat Ohio State, though, they're in the driver's seat. Well, I mean, you know. That's for sure. Well, that's that's the thing, Nate, right? Nate, Nate, Nate. He Nate, just, he's trying. Nate, Nate, Nate. I get trying. it, man. He's trying. you just like every Notre Dame fan, alumni I've came across, man. Let it go. Let what go? Okay, just let. I the, said they're not going to win a national I'm championship. You, he's, defend, he's defending. That's okay. I understand, uh, Dad. Dad, baby. you raised him well. Yeah. <laughs> you raised him well. Well, no, because I look. Look, I was a member of that. I'm old enough where su- Sunday mornings, right after church, what you what you got was Grambling football highlights and Notre Lord Dame man. football highlights. I don't and, like Notre Dame because they took Lou Holt from Minnesota. Like, he left in the middle of the night. Like I, y'all did shady business at Notre Dame. I go back to <laughs> to I can remember Eric Pennick, Tom Gatewood, Joe Theismann when he was there, Terry Hanratty when he was there, uh, before Joe Montana got there. The the way it happened, the way the game was presented, that's that part of it. my love goal, and my was, joy that was the for gold it. Standard in Notre Dame. Right, Ross Browner, Joey Browner. Like we yeah. went back and got that was what you got on a Sunday morning. So that's where it was, Rico. Speaking of Grambling, did you see the HBCU Go thing app that they're going to broadcast? I think CBS partnered with HBCUs, and they're going to broadcast a whole bunch of uh, HBCU football games this year. Yeah, there's a network yep. coming. Yeah, there is a there is a network. Watch that, Nate. There's a. I will. No, no, we have to. We're gonna have to take. We're gonna have to take (laughs) Nate to a. Well, we need to take Rico too because he has. He's never been. I gotta go. We need to take you both to an HBCU game. I'd love to go to one. Like, just to see what it was. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. Here, but you, oh, you, my God. You know what Nate just what? said? Oh, my God. You know what Nate just said? So, Nate was in Blacksburg, Virginia. Nate could have taken a one-hour drive and hit four HBCUs. Mm. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> it, it, the closest it, HBCU here is Lincoln University in Missouri, and they are garbage. And we don't really count them. <laughs> A lot of Jamaicans. We don't really count on them. their track, track team. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah a track. That is a track. Yeah, but we don't count them for football and basketball. No, they are not. If your band, if your band doesn't, doesn't can't walk down O Street and, and shut down traffic, then United HBCU. You guys, let me know. I, I love, we're gonna do that. We let that me know. count. We're gonna do that. Oh, yeah. Let me know. You know doesn't, what? Let's uh, take him to DC. Who does? Let's take him to DC. Go to Mike Minter coach. Campbell, Campbell, no. They're, they're, they're going easy. to play Jackson State. Though. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, actually, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good one. But you need two HBCUs okay. playing each other. Okay. That's what you need for the proper. Yeah. What is the what is the 
Well, you can HBCU say you can st- you can start with with Southern and Grambling. and Grambling mm-hmm. or Jackson State, but they're not Gr- always good. They're not. They yeah, been as good as they used. You can Grambling, go Jackson uh, State against anybody. Howard and and Hampton is 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 always a smoke show. Isn't is Florida A and M? Florida A and M, the Rattlers and anybody. But they gangster down there because we'll Rattlers and anybody. Kevin Winslow, his dad came down there. He fired everybody like the first day he was there. Yeah, he's like he's like, what is like going every, on? He fired every he fired like every coach. So all you guys are gone. He didn't understand. He was like, what is happening? Why do we spend so much money on the band? Yeah. <laughs> Necessary. The band is the show. It is Halftime is the show. Okay, um, interesting. Uh, okay. Coach Shenander said, I mean, Coach Whipple said today that they were some fatigue at the practice. Uh, That's again, normal. You know, this for the, for the travel. Yeah, I think uh, there's two ways to look at it. Um, that That's normal. Um, and I know Nebraska did a phenomenal job trying to get the guys, you know, bodies, you know, acclimated to potentially what the time change would be, but you never can get it 100%. There's no way that you're going to get it, you know, 100%. And it's the first day that they traveled. They kind of, you know, even I'm sure that they would have preferred everybody fall asleep on a plane, leaving, wake up when they land. I'm sure, you know, it wasn't, you know, a great sleep. And then you're up all the next day doing stuff and, you know, trying to get on the, the, you know, the time clock. And then you're getting up. And your body hasn't caught up, so there's a little bit of fatigue. Um, I think they'll uh, recover and then get an uptick in, like, energy towards the game, and hopefully that's the way it works out. Versus Northwestern's coming later, and they're thinking Northwestern's <clears throat> mindset is we're going to come later and it's not going to hit us and we're going to just play and then we're going to enjoy our time afterwards. Now, it's different because Northwestern doesn't have a game the next week. Ne- Nebraska does. So, which I which which I was the next question because the Big Ten gave Northwestern a waiver and but but Nebraska chose to play a game the following week so it's a North, home game. Northwestern is staying an extra day and a half in Dublin to do all the stuff that that Nebraska said it was going to do early on uh, they're having a big dinner at at, at the Guinness building yeah. um, they invited six hundred people. Uh, family and friends to be a part of this dinner. Uh, they're going to go see a play. Like, there's a ton of stuff that they're doing after the game. Sure. And they took more time here. Right. Advantage who, Jay Foreman? Uh, I don't really think there's an advantage um, because it's just a different approach to be based on the schedule. Nebraska gets a home game. That's exactly what you want. You like, and I'm, from Nebraska's standpoint, I'm thinking, like, okay, we're going to go over there and win. We should have enough depth that we, that people have been talking about. Seems like nauseum about the depth at different positions. So if we have a game the next week against a team that we should dominate, regardless of we're jet lagged or not, which is North Dakota, we're going to start out. We're we're going to win that game and be able to get the depth should take over anyway. So we're playing. I always say like they're playing with house money in the sense of they're covered both ways. And so, but North Northwestern has more time. You expect them to stay after. Um, and they're coming there, and I think their their approach is this: Look, we we want you to focus on the game first, fun next. Nebraska doesn't have that luxury, so it's totally totally two different situations. I don't think anybody has an advantage. I think really the the only advantage either team is going to have, and this advantage is created on their own or was created on their own, is how they approach this game from the time they started their off season workouts back in January and through spring ball. Who made the most improvements? And who cut? I would say who cut down and shaved down their calluses so much that they will not grow back, or did you kind of go around your callus and then and now it turns into like a bunion or whatever, and it's a and then you haven't improved on what you did last year. 
you got two teams that have the same record, three and nine. So however you got to th- three and nine, in my opinion, you're still three and nine. Mm-hmm. Now I would, it, you know, I also will say, watching both teams, Nebraska's a better team because one they beat them, but they were more competitive throughout the whole season. But at the end of the day, both teams found ways to lose games. Both teams found ways not to win games. However you, you got to it is however you got to it. There's people that say, well. When Northwestern won, they played well. When they didn't, they got blown out. Or you could say, well, Nebraska was really close, but they it's actually harder or worse that you can't figure out a chance to win when you have, say, like your defense playing so well and you should be in the game, whatever the, the excuses may be. So you got two teams that had to take a long look at their roster, how they approach things, coaching staff, philosophy, culture, and go about it in a day-to-day basis, day in and day out of fixing it and making it second nature. Second, you know what I mean? And whatever team did that the best will win this game because if- what if what if we've we've worked from an assumption that Northwestern's linebackers are the best their best group. Like we've worked from that assumption. But when you heard Pat Fitzgerald talk yesterday, he said the offensive line was his best group. And if that's yeah, the case, well we just talked about that. Right, like yeah, they how got, they got, deep they got the either the a top three tackle in the whole nation, mm-hmm. and he's legit. Been a, he he's been legit ever since he's been eighteen years old. Right, and guys coming it, back and, from and, and then they too. got their right their starting right tackle back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously he's healthy, hungry, and able. And then they got their left guard back, left and they guard. moved their right guard to center. So then they, so pre, right pre moved over so, to guard. A guard at 308. Right. So now they're now they got their continuity back. So now he's thinking now I have my ultimate equalizer cuz they have actually a pretty good offensive line coach. And they're eventually they're going to have two first round picks. Never before and again. Three deep runners yeah, including right. a 1000-yarder uh, and the guy coming off the ACL tear. Right. And you have but you have a legit 1000-yard runner behind a makeshift offensive line. In a season that you went three and nine uh, in the Big Ten, and and that same running back caught thirty five balls for you. Mm-hmm. So now that gives you some flexibility as far as your offense. You you got a, probably a, three different types of body types and runners in your running back room. Your offensive line coming back, but you have a, no passing game. Or, I was just about to say you have a quarterback that well. did a little something. You'll see, but at the end of the day, well. I, I think whatever team plays the most fundamentally sound and plays don't they steady. return more more catches than nebraska steady if you play, yeah. you, you gotta like, play like like don't trip <laughs> don't gotta, trip you gotta, you gotta be still, like, they don't you, have a quarterback you, you can compare and whatever you want you, you, all that stuff but you whatever <laughs> team comes to play football yeah all right because yeah. what we're talking about and what everybody's looking at on a piece of paper is great but the only thing but here's the thing is that can't – I remember – I mean, you could be – I would just tell you, I would take – if I was lined up against Trey Palmer and Casey, <laughs> the papers ain't going to save you, dude. <laughs> right? Right? Like, the, like Steve Sipple, Jay Foreman, Derek Pearson, Nate Brennan, Rico, all those, all that stuff that they were saying for you for since January, I'm here. Now you got to deal with me. Mm-hmm. So that So whatever team can play steady and play more fundamentally sound – and essentially, you know, hold their head above water yeah. without, you know, drowning yourself is going to win. I mean, it's not going to be easy. You got to go earn yeah. it. Yeah. It, it just – I found it super fascinating. They were going to go late, different approach, different vibe. 
and we talked about all the he he talked about all five of his six foot five, three hundred and ten pound offensive linemen that he felt like with the three returning runners that he has that he's in a good spot and he likes what they'll do. But we'll we'll talk more about about the Wildcats and what's going on. It's a lot no going more, on in no double. more Notre Dame, man. Yeah, no Tired more Notre, Notre Dame. No more Notre Sorry, Dame. Sorry, Mr. Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> you still you still my boy, but man, I hate Notre Dame, man. Yeah. I, I grew up in a Miami household. We're we'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. <laughs> 